Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast, your premier podcast for the casual shooter. This week's episode has two guests. Now, it was recorded the night after the presidential and Area 6 runoff debate, so I'm actually pretty excited to have to do a little less preparation, and I can put more of the onus on my guests tonight. I don't have to do all the work, thank goodness. Um, Both of them have been on here before, so if you would... Join me in welcoming back to the show, Matt Hopkins and Tyler Kennedy. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing really well, thank you. Yeah, doing great. Awesome. I hope yeah, you guys don't mind you carrying been... most of the mental load tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you have been a busy man. Uh, I oh, don't know yeah. how you do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either. <laughs> I really don't. It, it's kicking my butt, but it's all right. It's fun, so I'm all right with it. All right, before we get into the topics, what's new with you guys in the world of shooting? I don't have anything going on. It's uh, it's kind of interesting coming out here on the East Coast. Um, like, all the majors hmm. shut down. Like, there's not been a major since... What, like carry optics nationals, I guess, right? Yeah. In June. So yeah. Then a couple months and then I don't have anything until September. So that's like a three month break. That's normally like the winter time back in the Midwest where I was from. So yeah. yeah. I, Go ahead, Dial. I, I was gonna say I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't think I've shot a major since April, May. Everything was so top heavy this year. Now I'm just waiting on the North Carolina section. And then, of course, uh, what is now Handgun Nationals, formerly known as Ironsides Nationals. I'm still going to call it Ironsides Nationals, no matter what, <laughs> forever. Uh, yeah, I think I just saw something, some new artwork that says Handgun Nationals. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they changed everything. Oh, okay. Like the logo and all that. Yeah, they changed all yeah. that. So. Yeah, they did. Uh, okay. Now, uh, Matt, are you, do you think you were saying that it was weird coming out to the East Coast? You haven't shot any majors in a couple months. How much of that do you think is just... Um, I think it's mainly ca- temperature. It, okay. It's, it's ridiculous to be outside at this point. Uh, I can't imagine setting up a major match for three or five days in a row and then working it for three or four days. Like That'd be kind of crazy. Plus, the weather's so mild in the winter, they can have matches during that time when everything else is kind of shut down, and they can still have them. So it really doesn't make sense to have them in the, in the summer like right now. So do you think it would be out of the realm of possibility in that people wouldn't be as warmed up per se, but then why not have some major matches in that southeast area more like you have Florida State in January, used to have Florida open in February, um, and then they would start maybe maybe a few more in that January to May time frame. I don't know. I mean, there's we got Ipsic Nationals in November, and we have what North Florida section in December. So and just yeah, it, it's kind of like it's kind of di- just a different start of the season, really. I think that's that's kind of my take on it. Like it okay. starts in September and goes through March or April instead of starting in March and going through October, November. Mm. Okay. How, uh, uh, go ahead, Tyler. Can I, I typically, you know, write off the Florida matches because when they're normally scheduled, that's right in the middle of my off season. So, you know, I just, I, that's usually not an option. I mean, I guess it's an option. It's it's one that I choose not to <laughs> not to shoot uh, most of the time because I try to plan out, um, you know, during the uh, at at minimum December through usually February as a forced off season. Did you ever shoot the Florida Open? No, I never did. Okay, I never did. I mean, even for you, that's still a pretty good, pretty good distance from Frostproof to Atlanta. 
Yeah, that and you know that just comes at the the bottom of of my motivation. No. <laughs> <laughs> my motivation kind of like it peaks there in the fall for fall nationals, and then it's yeah. And right back, like bell yeah. curve, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, so, so Tyler, what, what major match did you shoot in April? I'm trying to remember um, when the uh, bluegrass low cap match was. I, I want to say I want to say it was April or May. I think it was like okay. the very end of April. That's how or right. very first of May. Yeah. Because then I think two weeks after that, Area 6 was. Yeah, so it went like, I didn't shoot Area 6, but it went like South Carolina, uh, low cap match, and then Area 6, back to back to back. Yeah, mm. it looks like last weekend of March was South Carolina. Last weekend of May was low cap. And then Ohio was actually the week, the first weekend of May. May. Oh, that was then, the Buckeye Blast, yeah. Yeah, and then Area 6. Yeah. Because the Buckeye Ohio Blast, State. I'm pretty Yeah, Ohio State Buckeye Blast. I'm pretty sure that was the f the very first major that had limited optics in it. It was, yeah. And the first major at that range. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So one of the things I wanted to get into was the because of the topic right after this, um, and Matt, you could probably speak on this way more than I could based on your background, but it seems like everything in the, when we're talking pistol, everything in the gun industry is going towards optics, you know, making everything optics friendly. Is that correct? Yeah, 100%. I don't know anybody that would design a new gun right now that wouldn't include some way to mount optics on it. It would be like, I don't even know what to, what to say it would be like, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like you're designing something that obviously is everything is going to go that way at some point. Like if you make an iron sight gun at this point, you're just trying to save a little money and the time difference between the two, like a cutting a slide for iron sights and an optic, it's so small. It, it almost doesn't even make sense. So Tyler, why are you holding out? <laughs> I'm in production now too. Uh, I thought you started in production, Matt. I did, yeah. Okay. So and I kind of feel like, like, go ahead. CEO production optics for a while and then went back. I've shot. Yeah, it was just a little hiatus. Yeah, three year break. Yeah. So that that leads us right into the whole limited optics, carry optics, production optics category of things. I mean, when you look at the statistics, the iron sights, I mean, limited is just over, it's about 11, between 11 and 12% participation at major matches. Um, the other uh, productions like 5%. Um, and then you have the others, they're, they're not doing well. So I, I'm assuming limited optics is somehow coming to USPSA, whether it's rolled into carry optics and they call it limited optics, or they just allow more stuff in um, carry optics, but it's coming and is now the time to realign these divisions and maybe separate out a quote unquote production optics and a limited optics or, or what, what do you guys think on that? Go ahead, Tyler. Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely coming. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to try to keep limited optics as its own, as counterproductive as, as I see that being, um, but yeah, limit like single. Let me put it this way: single action slide mounted 
optics are here to stay. They're they're never ever ever leaving. Now that we've you know we we know how this goes. I don't care what the organization says. I don't know what I don't care what spokespeople say. You know, it's not provisional. So let's not kid ourselves. It it's here to stay. It's um, provisional only in the saying that they'll adjust the rules at the end of the 12 month thing and then probably make it another year provisional just so they can tweak the rules again and then they'll make it a real division but it, it you're 100% right it's here to stay it's a it's a real division it's like PCC like oh we'll check it out <laughs> and see how it goes i mean if 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 i were forced to to predict what's going to happen i would say they'll probably just create uh, they'll find some way to incorporate what we now know as carry optics and what we now know as limited optics into one division. I mean, there's so little difference in the guns. Um, I think it'll be it, it, <laughs> even as little confidence as I have in the organization. I think that would be an astoundingly stupid thing to do to keep them separate. So I think what we'll end up with most likely is any action type, slide-mounted optics, uh, magwells, minor only, 140-millimeter mags. That's my guess. Okay. So same capacity as carry optics now, just magwell and what you think they'll add the thumb rest on there? It's an LO right now, right? I believe it is for limited optics. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll keep it. They're I not going to roll that back. For all intensive, I mean, <laughs> there are thumb rests in on <laughs> in carry optics on, on everything. Canik so, just has one that came out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, thumb rests uh, will be permitted. And I, I don't think the one on Canik is allowed though, Matt, because it doesn't replace um, the slide release or anything. Oh, it's like it? a no. It's like a it's like a separate piece. Oh, it's it's like that mounting point for the uh, yeah. The it's memory it's pad. up. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, whoop, wrong way up here. So yeah, it goes right up here. So it doesn't. It, it's a separate piece that you add on. I don't know. It just takes a, you know a couple some dude to get bumped open, and they'll make it legal. You just need to bump the right person. Or the, whoever gets bumped just needs to send an email and say, why do you enforce this rule? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Rules unenforceable. Now, do you, do you guys think now would be a time, though, that we could also create like a production optic, something not exactly the same, but maybe similar to Ipsic and have a uh, like a fixed capacity, maybe... And this is why I'm bringing it up too with the survey that went out about production and changing the uh, capacity limit to 15. Do you now create a production 15, production optics 15? That's what I foresee them doing. I see them basically like rolling. I, I see them getting rid of carry optics because rolling that back will be impossible they'll create a new production optics division when they have 15 round in production. And then LO will get basically all the CO shooters into it and they can add magwells onto their guns. That's, that's pretty much what's going to happen, I bet. And then you're going to see that production and production optics at 15 rounds isn't going to get the participation come over like they think it will. And they'll be basically just like single stack three or four or 5% of the activity. And that'll be it. Yeah, I I can't. I don't particularly see them having any interest in a product like a, a mid cap, let's call it, or a, a, a nominal capacity division just with with optics. Um, just because we've kind of made our choices with respect to our divisions, I know that. So Ipsic has made certain choices. Or they've carried on like with with uh, they've made their choice as far as like their stock gun or their production type gun plus an optic division, 
and it more closely tracks with their version of production. Um, we've made radically different choices in USPSA about, you know, how we're using, how we're uh, uh, grouping um, optics guns that are not open guns. And I just think there'll be too much overlap. And like Matt says, no one's going to shoot a, a, a production optics division. Um, not when you could just shoot CO or LO or whatever that combined division eventually becomes. No, no one's going to shoot a 15 round division. Hmm. I, I okay. think, I think. Not even at the local matches, like guys who just want to shoot their carry guns that, you know, might be a 17 round. So they just put 15. I don't think so. Not, not when they could buy a, you know, a $25 base pad and a, follower kit for you know however however much more and you know load it all the way up i mean that's i think uspsa kind of tracks with the maximalist american ideal you know versus like mm -hmm. the no yeah that's okay, the 100%. best analogy i can think yeah, of like americans good. want it bigger faster louder you know more 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 and easier and, to get into. Yeah. And uh, I, I think our our divisions track with sort of how Americans operate, just how they live and what they think and what they want. Um, and so I, I don't think anyone, given the choice between, you know, a, a production optics division and let's just call it limited optics, um, whatever that eventually becomes. Okay. I, I think it's an easy choice for, for most of us. Yeah, so I, I agree. I, I don't think so. I don't want to change over to production 15 yet if we're not done with this, but uh, you want, are you like saying you want about to, the change over to 15 verse 10? Or you want to keep do. it at 10? No, no, I didn't want to just change topics, but oh, okay. What? So, why are they doing this? Because per, de, like activities declined, right? And it's moved into high capacity red dot divisions. Yes. Do, do people really think that they'll come back over to iron sight medium capacity? No. I and I don't know. I don't That's think why so I asked either. you guys to be on here. I, I really don't think so. And okay. I think a lot of people think the magical 15 number because Ipsic uses it. People have to remember why Ipsic went to that. Ipsic doesn't have a box. So basically they're like, it used to be whatever factory capacity, you can't change parts, you can't do any of that. So you got to mm. basically use the stock. And everybody was coming out with full size 17 round handguns. Well, people got innovative and they're like, well, I can put a plus two base pad and sell this model. And then all my competition guys can get two more rounds from everybody. That got so bad. I think it was Sphinx back in the mid 20, like 2010, 12, 14, something in there. They went through and released like a 21 round, like stock standard gun. And it had like three more rounds than everybody else. Most people. And at least two on basically people put 17 round and then Medgar plus twos. That was basically the meta for that, that division in Ipsic. And they're like, well, this Sphinx company builds like three guns a year and sends them to their sponsored shooters at like $300,000. Like they were ridiculous. They're like open guns, <laughs> like Swiss watches. <laughs> and they would, they, they're, no one could get them. So you couldn't actually chase the capacity of that or be on an equal playing ground. So that's why they're like, fuck it, we'll go to 15. Like they they had no way to measure the mags. They never put the guns in a mm. box. They didn't use a gauge. So they had to go to an artificially like account in the magazines. Now, if we went to a box, we have the box there to measure it. There's going to be a maximum capacity at some point. Right. That it would fit in the box. So that I thought was the most logical if you're going to go away from it, like, this is America. Let's not half acid. Let's like full acid and go to capacity. <laughs> right. Yeah. And plus. Yeah. 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 
and I'm okay with that philosophy. I'm all about the maximum maximization. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. I, I, I think it all ties in. You know, it, it explains the uh, it, it explains the 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 red dot uh, surge. Uh, it explains, you know, trying to get uh, comps, you know, integral comps on production style guns. That I'm calling it now, that will be the next frontier. And USPSA at some point is going to have to, we're going to be confronted with the issue of comps, but that's neither here nor not here, nor that we'll, we'll worry about that later. Uh, but that will be the next thing. Um, mm. But people want more. They want faster. They want more. They want cooler, you know, and uh, that's fine. Uh, just to understand that, I would say the majority is always going to go that way. The majority of us shooting and the majority of Americans want more and bigger and faster, but there are pockets that take a, a minimalist approach or there's a particular angle or a particular aspect of the shooting that is more interesting to that person from a, a minimalist approach. So the thing, you know, we still have, um, some some ment mentally unwell people who shoot revolvers in the sport. <laughs> I mean, God bless them. There's something wrong with you, but I mean, God bless you if you want to do that. Uh, it, you know, slightly less bad single stackers and then, you know, the production guys, uh, production 10. So... Is that um, what we're gonna call it? We're gonna call it shooting production ten at Iron Production Titan 10, yeah. <laughs> oh, so why not let optics on revolvers? I don't care. Let those yeah. I, if they want it, let them have it. Yeah. That's my yeah. thing. It's like I don't shoot revolver. I don't foresee myself doing that. I really have no business weighing in. Like if those guys collectively want to shoot with uh optics that's fine that's as far as i'm concerned like they have their own game we're all shooting the same matches but they have their own game and i'm fine with them having that and let them make their decision yeah it's and it's definitely a different game so yeah for sure. i have no i have no desire to carry moon clips around and and load a crap ton of time so impressive though the guys that do it very well it's oh, very yeah. impressive but it is a very small percentage um but i, I was so, just wondering about that too i'm like why at this point in the game why tell anybody they can't have an optic even single stack that one would be i can see where if they want to have that like pure well i guess they went away from that with the double wide grips that are closed in for single stack mags so but I was going to say, like, if that, that's like the, the true old original traditional division, I can see why they kept it at that. But I mean, maybe it makes sense to have L10 with optics. You could shoot revolvers in that. You could shoot single stacks with optics. Maybe that makes sense. You could shoot production Ooh. optic guns in there or okay. production with optics in it and shoot 10 rounds if you wanted. Well, I would, but I would like just as a thought experiment, frame it differently. Like, is there, are there any shooters harmed or is the sport harmed if we're just a, an optic sport? Like if every, if every division, everyone's shooting a USPSA match is shooting with optics. They could do a high cap, I think, cap optics. I think you lose a skill level there. Like guns are still not released with optics. They're released with optic cuts. So a lot of the guns that like most of the guns that are sold are sold as optic ready, but they don't necessarily have people put optics on them. They just want the availability to. It's like, I want a third row seat that literally no one, but child's could child can't fit in like, but it's all in all, every car out there that could do it. And every SUV has to have it, even though, they might not ever get used ever. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah, I and that 
that's an honest question that I asked. I mean, I, I know what, what my response would be. Um, you know, I, I, I think it would be detrimental if there's no place within the sport um, that wasn't sort of dedicated, like an, an Irons enclave for those of us who, who are committed to iron sights and, and while our eyes are still healthy, we want the additional challenge of iron sights, you know, I mean, you can't argue um, that it's not practical um, because, you know, if a dot goes down, what, what's the redundancy? It's going to be irons. So, you know, even the guys who are shooting dots, I think that there's a strong argument to be made that the martial, uh, element of our sport. And that's the, that's another thing I can go full boomer on the martial aspect <laughs> and like what practical really means to me, but I'll, <laughs> I'll save that for later or maybe never. Uh, but to me, uh, irons have a place. And, uh, if, if we did just, you know, making it an optics only sport, you know, across all divisions, I think, I think the sport would be diminished. And I think there would be a, a skill set and a challenge, um, that we're not testing. Okay. That's fair enough. Now, do you, so are, do you guys like the 10 round capacity limit in production? Versus 15 or, and, or, or, or any other. Yeah. I think it's a way different challenge that's out there that's presented. So minor scoring, like same divisions, minor versus major, that's a factor that, that tests different skills and adds a, like a higher level of complexity. Like if you're shooting minor versus major, you, you can definitely shoot and change like how you shoot and how you like attack courses and attack targets. Further, like adding the handicap of low capacity onto that, like no extra makeups, like it, it is a very different challenge than if you just load basically I'd say I'd say it's significantly different than 15 with the the way stages are designed now and like what they're put on the ground but then if you go high cap it's it's totally different like it's not even not even close to being the same right I had someone recently say they feel that the way stage design is that it's they're pretty much built for high cap for the most part anyway, other than I'm sure the uh, bluegrass, which is a low cap match. So it would be specific to that. But I mean, do you guys shooting production believe that? Do you see more stages set up for high cap than low cap? I see positions in stages. Like it might be a, a like a long course of really 30 round stage, but at the end you have like two basically non-position differences, but they're like six rounds and six rounds in each. So you're like, well, like, what do I do here? Like I got to shoot one way up range to take it out to reduce a load or just stick an extra reload. Just depends. I, I do think stage design and stage construction has changed over the years since, since I've been shooting, um, there used to be a, a more conscious stage construction choice to, to make things, you know, eight round neutral, 10 round neutral. Uh, I do find myself shooting production, you know, doing more standing loads than I used to. And sure. I, I think that's dumb. Um, but that's not the fault of, being, I think people, I just think about it differently. Like the idea of low cap friendly or high cap friendly, I kind of dismiss that idea. Like it's either going to be a good stage or a bad stage. Like if a CO or a PCC or open shooter can stand in one place and shoot 16, 18, 20 rounds, like that's stupid. Like that's not fun. It shouldn't be fun for anyone. Uh, it just, they're not having to, you know, stick a standing load. Um, it's just, it, it's not high cap versus low cap or friendly for this and not friendly for that. It's just a bad stage. Okay. Um, 
and going back, I, you know, I, it will come as no surprise to anyone. I, I like 10 rounds. Um, I, that would be my preference. I, I've resigned myself to the fact it's, it's going away. It's, it's going to be 15 at best, which is fine. I mean, I, I'll live. Um, but, uh, no, I, they're not even going to offer box. They're only going to offer yeah. the membership. And another question of, is it, do you want to 10 or 15? They're not even offering the box. Yeah. I probably won't answer because like you guys said, you wouldn't comment on revolver. I don't shoot production, so I don't feel like I really have much say in it. And I wouldn't want to affect someone else's game. So that's why I'm asking you guys what you think about production and all of that. The only other thing I would say is half the limited participation in activities each year is minor shooters. People like loading up their mags because they brought out a Glock or there's some tactical dude that only has a nine mil. Going to 15 is not going to bring those people over into it. 15 is not high enough to it. They're not going to do it. They want to load their mags up. They don't want to, they don't want to be handicapped by the 10 round. It's not going to bring those people over. I I don't even want to predict it, but I, I bet we don't even see a one percent change in activity. Oh wow, okay. that would be my guess too. It is, you know, for the same reason. You know, at the end of the day, ten or fifteen, it's all arbitrary, and a lot of the proponents of fifteen and the detractors of ten will talk about the assault weapons ban and this and that and. That's fine. That may, in fact, be the reason why our production was set at 10. Uh, to me, that that's not an argument to change it. Like the first thing we should consider is, does it create an interesting challenge? Does it does it uh, provide something a different game mechanic from the other division options? And to me, a low cap minor irons division does exactly that because it's it's so unlike it's so far removed from the other divisions it's a totally completely different game and i like that i i understand and respect that the vast majority of uspsa doesn't or else you know they'd be shooting it and that's fine um but uh goes back to that bigger louder faster thing right the so the other while we're still on this the other thing you hear talk about is well it'll get us more in alignment with ipsic to me that's that's nonsense because oh, round love... count is 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 the least of our concerns in alignment between production ipsic and production uspsa we're so far removed like the guns themselves are so different the the allowed modifications uh uh, equipment positioning um, round count is a non-issue like that. It, we're not going to be in alignment with IPSC production. If we never, if we never, bump it, it, it never, never, never not even close. And the people that shoot IPSC, even the ones in the U S that shoot IPSC nationals have equipment that qualifies for that and have specific equipment or shoot that qualification equipment in USPSA production. Mm-hmm. And to change for anything in IPSC does not make any sense for USPSA. Like, I, I think I say it maybe affects 50 people a year, but that's being generous. That and that's generous. averaging out the world shoot, the handgun world shoot years in there. Right. Otherwise, it's it's like 20 people are going to European handgun this year. And I think maybe 20 are going to world shotgun. So that's less than 50. Uh, and there's probably some overlap there. And next year, what is next year? It's, it's not. It's just probably uh, probably Pan American, or Australasian, which will have probably no one go to Australasian or less than five. And Pan American, it's in South America, so I bet we have less than five go to that. Also, we'll have people shoot Ipsic Nationals because it's a qualifier, and then the right. following year we'll have people shoot world shoot so the numbers will jump up from that and rifle world shoot is in there so yeah you'll probably have 
less than 40 people next year that have that do IPSC besides IPSC, IPSC nationals. And they all have qualifying equipment. They don't need to be, you don't need to change USPSA divisions to cater to them. It makes zero sense. And the only reason they're shooting those is to qualify for the world shoot, correct? Um, like Pan American and EHC and Australasian don't qualify. Right. But I, no, I mean like the IPSC nationals though, and the other qualifying matches, they're, yeah, just, if they're you, shooting those just to be able to go to the world shooting. Competition. I don't have the exact numbers, but I bet on qualifier years, IPSC nationals gets it at least or more than double than the people on the non-qualifying year. Okay. I could see that. And it really depends on where it's at in the country. If it's in Florida, like it's probably higher than if it was in Michigan or on the back of a Tulsa nationals at one year. So just depends on where it's at and what time of year. You know, they're there for a time. I think it was kind of in vogue for USBSA shooters to go abroad and shoot just, you know, IPSC regionals and, and nationals and stuff like that. But even that has kind of, you know, COVID, I think kind of, killed that you know you don't really agree oh this guy i know went to poland's national championship like and that was cool and i just i don't see people doing that at the rate they were you know back in 2016 17 18 yeah i agree yeah i can remember seeing like mason and a few others Mm -hmm. extreme euro handgun championship you know videos it's like wow those are pretty cool stages yeah and then COVID hit, and I haven't seen anything since. Yeah. So I, I do concur with that. So I guess here's the – it's really – like I've been looking at these divisions and wondering. I, I feel like a realignment is in order. I know we've touched on it briefly before, Matt. Um, I feel like you're always going to have open. You're always going to have PCC. You know, there's also the discussion should – other than open, should we be looking at major slash minor? Um, but you would have limited, which your would be irons. Um, I kind of like what you said earlier, Tyler. Why not make like a, or why not make like an iron site ten, if you want to call it, and then everything that falls under there, production revolver, single stack. I don't know if that's too much of an umbrella, but I feel like there's. I don't know. Like limited 10 is obviously on its own. Can't it there. There's nothing to support that division at all. Uh, through area eight, all the major matches this year, you have zero GMs that have competed in limited 10 and only 66 people total. And I don't know how many of those are duplicates. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, yeah. number of competitors. So I just, the, um, what was last year's L10 and the year before? Um, give me one second. I can tell you 2022. 110. Yep. 110. The year before was 22. Be interesting. How many of those numbers were actually at nationals? Mm-hmm. Right. Wait a minute. Where'd you go? And we'll see how many. Well, 62 so far. There it is. Uh, oh, I got it. Go back to the beginning here. Yep, 56. So not not many. I guess there was a 2022 was a banner year. Actually, had a few more. <laughs> I wonder if it was 22. Was that like a back-to-back nationals where people just shot yeah, their Mike, own? What, what was Elton paired with at nationals? Yeah. That would be my if question. If it was open, like if it was paired with open in a back-to-back nationals, people would just jump over there with their limited guns. Well, I and I, remember. I didn't add any of the nationals to these because oh, really? you do get that. Yeah, because you get that inflation. Oh, okay. Uh, of shooters. So these are only the major matches, uh, area, you know, like from sectional and state up to area matches. Oh, okay. And that is it. Okay. So yeah, I tried, I tried to not skew the numbers with like a nationals because then carry optics would be 
freaking off the charts. Yeah. So and whatever divisions are paired together would definitely affect that number. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like the only time like limited 10 gets any real action, <laughs> put it that way, is nationals. You know, that's yeah. about it. Well, and if if the match were held today, L10 wouldn't be recognized for a national championship. Less than 10. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I mean, it's not crazy, but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I, 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 I agree with you. I think it would be beneficial to be, call it what you want, you know, realignment. Um, to me, there needs to be a purpose for how we split up divisions by equipment. Um, that only makes sense. Um, it wouldn't make sense for us all to shoot heads up, just run what you brung, um, and, and combine in every kind of uh, equipment, every kind of gun you can imagine. So, like, divisions obviously have a place. We have to draw delineations between the different types of equipment so that we can ensure we have equitable competition with like equipment. But it seems like the path we've been on or the path the sport's been on just like purely reactionary for a long time. Like manufacturers are producing nine millimeter carbines. So, well, I mean, We've got to make a place for them to play. Here comes PCC. Like, optics are a thing. We're going to make a place for them to play. So, you know, like, uh, people, uh, uh, aftermarket manufacturers are, are making, quote-unquote, slide stops with a little pad that strangely <laughs> resemble a thumb rest. Well, you know, it's on the market. So, you see what I mean? Like, everything's right. yeah. so reactionary. And to a big extent we're being led by the nose by the aftermarket um, and by manufacturers and, you know, Oh, this new shiny thing, we've got to find some way to shoehorn that into our sport. And to me that it's really backwards. We should start with a philosophy that's centered around competition. Like what kind of competition do we want to foster? Like what specific game mechanics, um, do we want uh, people to have the opportunity to experience? And how do we divide these up in interesting but not overlapping ways where if you want to shoot this particular kind of gun or this particular capacity that you can play, you know, with like equipment in this little bubble. But, you know, the hard thing is you want to have enough people within each division to make it interesting so there's a lot of competing interests here and i think there's a way to divide it up that that meets the goal but i uh i think it takes a more philosophical approach as opposed to this reactionary approach that that this course we've been on for you know probably a decade or longer at this point where we're just totally completely at the whim of the industry and who's making the, the gadgets and gizmos that we can slap on the guns. All right. I think I got it. Tell me what you guys think. We have eight divisions. Okay. You have four optics divisions and four irons divisions. You'll have four, four divisions that have very little participation. Well, oh, oh, okay. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Finish. So what you would end up with is open, limited optics, PCC, and low-cap optics. And then, so I'll get to that one in a minute. I'll do the four irons and then come back to low-cap optics. And then you'd have limited production, single stack, and revolver. All a little unique to each other, different from each other. And then your low cap optics is if you want to run revolver with an optic, you want to run a single stack with an optic, you want to run a limited 10 quote unquote limited 10 gun with an optic. There's your limited optics. 
So only thing on that is you have two low cap Ironside divisions and not a high cap Ironside division. Minor only. Well, limited. You would make it minor. That's the that would be the thing that I'm not sure of. Well, if we were riding right now, we wouldn't have major minor, right? Like if we started this now, we wouldn't have it. Right. I'm okay with making. Can anybody think that we would go to minor. that point at this? Like if we recreated it right now. If you were starting the sport from scratch. Yeah. Probably not. That also kind of triggers my my boomer mindset about <laughs> power factor because you're leaving out, you know, one of three from DVC. Um, one thing that I've thought about in the past is I, I think we can all agree like minor scoring, not power factor, minor scoring is way more interesting and probably more practical than major, major scoring. You, you shouldn't yeah. get, yeah, you shouldn't get the points you get from shooting a Charlie and a Delta. I don't care like how, you know, your piss and hot loads are, you know, your uh, <laughs> 200 power factor or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, so I think everything should receive minor scoring. However, okay. I do think there's a place and I do think it makes things interesting to have a power factor floor, like as an equipment rule, like you must meet power factor. You're still going to receive everyone in the sport receives the same scoring. Okay. But for certain divisions, certain guns, there is a threshold mm. that must be met. Okay. And that's, you know, you can negotiate, you can, you can hone in on what that should be. Um, it, it, I think it's interesting that guns that are harder to shoot, you know, get get rewarded in some way, or there's a place for that. Okay. I wonder if you could build in, instead of a, like, major power factor scores, you could build in some type of bonus into it. So everybody gets minor, but the guy shooting 45 major power factor would get some addition to the state. Like if they got five extra points and, and like a sliding rule on per stage, like if it's a 10 round stage, they get two extra points and then 20 round stage, they get four 30 round stage. They like, you you could do something like that. So mm. that would not totally counterbalance and take it to major power factor but it would give them some type of bonus in okay yeah competing against the the lower power factor guys yeah i yeah. got gotcha. you but it, as far as low cap optics goes i think the venn diagram of the guys who are interested in optics and the guys who are interested in low cap they either don't overlap at all or they overlap just the tiniest just the sliver. Hair. It's the revolver guys. And it would be the revolver guys. <laughs> okay. I I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. The low cap optics, I, I can see for a revolver single stack, but if you got a production optic gun that you want to shoot in low cap, like you have mags that are higher than that, unless you're in a band state. And then I don't even go down that rule. Like, I think I know how to read and interpret stuff, but someone doesn't interpret the same as me. But that's another story. All right. So, uh, and I'm okay with seven divisions. <laughs> <laughs> we just take that one out. You have open limited optics, PCC. Then your irons would be limited production, single stack and revolver. All unique to each other. They're all different. I still, I'm still on the. We wouldn't create a 40 cal division at this point. We wouldn't so create our, a division for 40 cals. Okay, so are you saying that's what the limited? Th yeah, that's what I would consider limited. But if we went to all minor scoring, no matter what power factor they were shooting, like that, that would be fine too. That that makes sense then. 
So you basically we, have a high cap miner. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at. You know, you could turn it nine mil. You could still have a magwell. And then um, at that point, would it make sense to just have high cap, low cap, miner, iron sight, or high cap, low cap, iron sight, and revolver? Single stack and production guns together, no magwells or magwells, however you want to break that up. Probably. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you could probably do it that way. Yeah, however you want to term it, you know? Yeah. Make it more general instead of more specific. That'd probably help in the long term better than make us, as you guys were saying, less reactive and and not care what the gun industry does. It either fits those categories or it doesn't. Well, and and that's... Fundamentally, that's... That's the issue is I think we want to be all things to all people. We want to have it be that, you know, anyone with any uh, niche, you know, need any niche, you know, want as far as, you know, how they want to shoot and, and what they want to shoot in the sport. I think we want to accommodate that when that's really backwards. Like if we set up divisions with foresight and with a thought to what kind of competition we want to foster, when people want to play that game, you know, they will make the necessary modifications or the necessary decisions with respect to their equipment to play the style of game that they want to play. I think when when you know you open the floodgates, you you dilute competition. And I think you know what other because um, what we do is racing of a kind. You know when the the governing bodies of any other sort of like racing competition or racing sport, like they set out equipment rules, um, and then it's the onus is on the competitor if you want to play this game to make your equipment match the rules, like for that, the particular division, the particular kind of racing that you want to do. Um, It would be akin to uh, someone with an F1 car showing up at the NASCAR cup and, you know, complaining that I don't have a place to race. Well, (laughs) yeah, of course, like this is, this is what we do here. Uh, right. The analogy that is not same perfect, fact, but, yeah. yeah, the same fact they adjust the F1 rules or they, they adjust rules every year because people are doing stuff to get around them. Maybe not every year, but they adjust the rules because people find something that worked and wasn't restricted. Yeah, so, well, and technology changes each year too. But they're very, they have very like specific rules also. So if they were opened up and said, you got to have four wheels and an engine and you can race in here. I mean, restrict your plate. Cars. Yeah. Races are our low cap. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I thought that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good discussion there. 